Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Hello, everyone. This is Monty Khan. Welcome to Domain Masters. Uh, I hope everybody had a great week. I want to dedicate this show to my grandfather. He passed away today, and um, he lived a long, beautiful life, uh, 95 years old, and uh, was, a, was a great man. Uh, tutored high school kids up until he was 94 and wanted to send out a, a special uh, special how you doing to him. And so, in any case, I have uh, Mark Ostrowski as my guest tonight, and I'm pretty excited. I saw Mark speak at the uh, Traffic West uh, convention gathering in Las Vegas uh, a week and a half ago. And um, he was the keynote speaker. Um, those of you that might not know his name, he was the former owner of Business.com, and uh, that's the domain name that sold for $7.5 million in stock and cash. We're going to learn a lot about that sale and about some of uh, Mark's other ventures uh, in the Internet world. Uh, more exciting is his uh, current uh, venture that he's in, which is uh, the Internet REIT. Um, he's in with, uh, with a few folks, uh, Bob Martin uh, for one. And they're investing in a lot of domain portfolios and uh, really helping build out the uh, Internet brands and, I- and identities on the web, and uh, they're making a big play in the industry. Uh, it was very apparent from the Traffic West Show and the Domain Roundtable last week that uh, the uh, venture capital groups, uh, a lot of the uh, uh, funding managers uh, who are in the Internet space and the uh, investment community are all looking at this segment very, very strong and very hard based off of what uh, Marchex actually started uh, um, uh, several months ago with purchasing a large portfolio of domain names. And uh, Mark's had a lot of experience with a lot of famous domain names and is going to tell us uh, a lot about his successes in the Internet and uh, how you all can uh, be successful with your domain names. And uh, he might be interested in buying some of your properties. You never know. So uh, hang on with me for a couple minutes. We're going to do a couple commercials and be back with uh, Mark Ostrowski. 
Contrary to what your mother told you, you cannot be all things to all people. You can, however, focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward-thinking, solutions-oriented, and works as a complete extension of your organization. No need to do it over and over again. SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs, programming in most major languages, and operating systems. SRKConsulting.com, making sure your mother is all Always proud. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. More than a name. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. Commercials off. Now back to Domain Masters. Hello, this is uh, Monty Khan. Welcome back to the show, Domain Masters. Um, as I mentioned uh, before the break, uh, I have a very special guest on tonight, Mark Ostrowski, uh, who uh, is the CEO of Multimedia Venture Partners and uh, Internet REIT. Uh, Mark's had a lot of accomplishments, too many to mention uh, when you look at his bio and uh, uh, look at all the accomplishments uh, that he's had. It's too many to read out loud, but uh, from, a, from a domainer's perspective, uh, he helped sell or he sold uh, some of the most famous domain names um, to other companies, uh, one of which was, which, which was business.com which he sold to e-companies in 1999. Uh, that was right before uh, we sold autos.com for $2.2 million. It actually probably helped get the price up a little bit. And he sold ebusiness.com to uh, Bill Gross's company, Ideal Lab. Um, we can't, uh, I don't think we can uh, know what the sale price on that because it's under NDA. And uh, he's got an interesting story about eflowers.com and uh, several other uh, domain names that he's been involved with. Now he's a, a big buyer of domain names and... Uh, um, we're going to have him on the show and uh, talk about it. Mark, are you on board? I'm on board. Okay, great. So the fire alarms are all done? Fire alarms are done, but I got bumped off the chat room because it says you've got too many people. Oh. <laughs> well, are you on? Oh, you're off now? I'm off now. I can't log in, but oh, okay. it's all right. I'm still here verbally. Okay, well, I'll get uh, Guru to work on that. Hopefully we'll get back on. But um, um, people can post questions, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll read them to you, and then... Um, and then we can get them answered. That's but anyway, fine. I wanted to welcome you to the show and uh, just tell, tell you it was a real pleasure meeting you uh, a week and a half ago. Uh, you, you and I were happened to be golf partners uh, uh, the next day and got to know each other pretty well. So it was uh, very nice to, to, to get to know you a little bit better and understand your background. And uh, your keynote address was great, and I thought we'd cover some of that stuff tonight. Do I get to tell people you cheat at golf? Yeah. How did I cheat? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hit the hell out of the ball a couple times, though, didn't I? You did just fine. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, um, um, as a uh, as a domain listening community that we have on this uh, on this show, along with webmasters and SEOs, uh, I'm sure everybody's in, uh, very interested in a little bit about your history, how you got involved in the internet, um, particularly um, the more famous domain names that you've owned and sold, and then we could talk about 
you know, where we are currently and where this industry is going, because you have a great insight about what's going on, and uh, and your newest venture um, is really um, in tune with what's going on and actually investing back into the market. So can you give us a little bit of background on how you got started, what year it was, you know, what was going on, and uh, kind of bring us forward? Sure. Back in the early 90s, my sister, a researcher at University of Texas, told me I should come into her office and look at this thing she was working on researching called the Internet. Um, while I was there, I asked her, how do you get one of those names? And we looked it up, and we looked up Hertz and Avis. One was gone, one was available. I said, never mind. She said, what are you thinking? I said, well, why wouldn't you own some of those names? At the time, names were free. And you figure if they're giving them away and the big companies don't all have them, they must not be that valuable. So I left right. her office thinking about it but not doing anything about it. Um, shortly thereafter, I did register a bunch of names. Uh, I really wanted the name business.com because I felt it was a good medium for business. Uh, I spent a year talking to the guy who owned it, got him to sell it to me for $75,000. And the night before the sale, he bumped it to 150000 um, swallowing hard, I bought it, and then uh, subsequently sold it a few years later and uh, made a few dollars on that deal. But uh, I had originally seen the medium. At that time, it was a medium being used for porn and thought it was a good medium for business and, and, and bought the name to use it because I was a magazine publisher and thought I could use it as a magazine name. Right, right. Now, everybody wants to know the details of, of this sale. And, um, you know, can you break it down for us? Because there's rumors that it's, uh, that it's, you know, part stock, part cash, what part was part, you know, it was stock and cash. But, uh, um, you know, everybody wants to know whether it was a, you know, a, a good sales amount and what the, can you, can you share yeah, well, some details? Yeah, well, basically, I sold that name and another name to, to E-Company's competitor that night. Uh, both in the same night, both parties purchased. Uh, I had just sold my company for $35 million and was very flush with cash. And I negotiated a sale that whatever I got, I could reinvest back in the deal. So without getting into the details, I've got cash today off the deal, and I still bought in to own part of the company. So I'm watching eBusiness grow at light speed. It's a pay-per-click search engine, and it's a wonderful site. It's, now, all, this is it's e an all-business search engine. This is eBusiness.com or Business.com? Business.com is the site that is up and running, Business.com, an OE. Right. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. So it's a part stock, part cash deal, and uh, obviously it's paid you back uh, uh, pretty good, and you now have a vested interest, and it's ongoing concern. So its success uh, helps you out in the bottom line. Uh, all, all, all things considered, I've done quite well. Rel certainly relative to the cost that I've paid, and then uh, I've sold other names since then. Uh, I haven't been a big seller of names over the time because uh, it's to me it's it's an investment holding as opposed to putting all my eggs in one basket. But as you heard at the speech last week, I'm a very big believer that unless people have 10 or $20 million in the bank, holding all of their assets in any investment is not wise. Right, right. And it that, that, was one of your, um, that was one of your um, good takeaways from a room of, uh, of domainers that like to hold on to everything they own, is that you, uh, you are in the position that um, one should peel out of some of their domain names, take some money off the table, because, of course, like with any investment, it's always wise to spread the risk um, and, to, and to diversify a little bit and still have a significant portion in, of, of what you own in the business that you believe in. But it's good to take some money off the table, especially when you have a good offer. Absolutely. I mean, every name has its price. The very best user is an end user. He'll pay more than anybody else. 
the lowest sale would be a pay-per-click user or someone that doesn't even do pay-per-click. And there's lots of options in the middle. So if a name is generating $500 a month or a year, for that matter, on pay-per-click, it still might be worth 10 uh, 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 someone may come in and buy it at 10 times or 8 times or 5 times value, but an end user is usually willing to pay a different price based on his need for the name. Right, right. Now, one of your other uh, unique stories was the, was the sale of a, of a domain name called eflowers.com. Right. That and I, was, found, I found that story pretty interesting, too. Why don't you tell everybody about that one? Yeah, it's not so interesting because I got screwed on the deal. <laughs> well, but you, you know I what? thought it was you, interesting because of the deal that you made and then what subsequently right. happened to it. Uh, on Valentine's Day back in, I guess it was 1999 or 98, uh, I sold the name eFlowers for 25000 in cash, which back then was a lot, plus $0.50 cents for every order ever taken on the website, plus a dozen roses once a month for life. Now, everyone thought that was, all the guys that called me said, what a great deal, 50 cents an order. All the women that called me said, oh, how romantic, flowers for life. Um, A, I ended up in a divorce, so the flower shirt didn't help that situation. (laughs) But that's okay, such is life. And the 50 cents an order, the site was sold to FTD. FTD points the name to their own website, and I have no way to track what sales are going over that site and get virtually nothing from them. And it's cheaper to, at this point, to let it go versus suing FTD Flores. Right. But I really, really got pinched on that one. Now, do you still get your dozen roses every uh, every month? I do get the dozen roses. That I get. So, you know, relatively a thousand dollars a year worth of roses, where we expected fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a year forever. Right. It's a big difference. Right. Well, but you live and learn. If if I tell people if they don't, if you sell a deal. Make sure you have the right to take that name back if they don't fulfill their role. Uh, and I didn't put that in because I didn't want the name back based on what they were going to pay me. Meaning if they were going to not pay me, I could have taken the name back, but with those kind of numbers, I didn't think that was possible because it was worth a whole lot more, 50 cents an order. Right. Lo and behold, they stopped paying, and I still don't get the, uh, the benefits. Well, put it this way, Mark. If you live 50 more years your total sale price of the domain name was worth about $75,000. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Well, that's great. That's great. So um, the so on top of those two sales, was there, what were some of the more, you know, any other interesting domain sales that were sold that you, uh, that uh, maybe a lot of people don't know about? Uh, I really haven't sold a lot of other names. I've sold a few here and there, but nothing major. Uh I've had a lot of offers in the past for for bullshit. Excuse me. No, that's okay. We're we're you can you can cuss a little bit on this. Oh, area. I'm allowed to cuss. We're, we're okay. not we're not uh, regulated by the FTC. <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, sorry about that. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I have had uh, a lot of lowball offers. You know, I'll pay a thousand for this or two thousand for that. But the market's getting real smart. Uh, there are golden nuggets out there. There really are, uh, or golden tickets, as the case may be, this month. But. Um, uh, for for general purposes, the market's at a, at a pretty uh, aggressive pace right now, and names are names are high. Names are selling for a lot of money. Right now, on that subject, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the industry these days compared to where it was in 1999. I mean, uh, obviously, um, a lot of companies base their success on a great brand without having a lot of business um, um, thought behind it, or maybe they did have the business thought behind it, but just kept on raising money and never applied the business acumen that was needed to bring the, the business to, you know, to, to a successful state. Today, 
obviously it's reversed. The majority of the, the money that's going on, uh, going into uh, top premium names are going to have to be into bringing that identity and the life of that uh, domain name uh, to life and, and make it marketable to, uh, to the public and less, so, you know, much less in the domain name itself so that it can be a longstanding brand and something that's successful. So tell us about your take and your perspective about buying individual top-level domains versus some of the portfolios that are being transferred around these days and, and maybe even revert back to what Marchex did with the uh, Ultimate Search purchase. Well, individual names I still buy. Uh, as you know, you and I have talked about a few. There are some names that are half a million and plus out there, which I buy. There are names out there that are, you know, $100. Uh, last couple of days I've bought a few in the three to $5,000 range that I think could be winners down the road and I feel like there's little to lose if, if you know, it's a, it's a typical purchase. Can it pay for itself? Um, portfolios are a whole different animal. The problem with portfolio is the owners thinking that every name is worth more than everyone else's, and they've got the best portfolio, and they've got the best names, and they've got the most income. Unfortunately, it's not the case. Uh, as a third-party investor and a venture capital player and someone who's coming in to cut a deal where they make more money and we make more money, the goal from our standpoint as a company is we want to buy a portfolio that does not have a lot of trade, doesn't have any trademark issues. We don't like those. Misspellings aren't that excitable, but good generic names that people want to sell. Um, you know, whether it has telephone.com or HoustonWeather.com, one's a great name, one's an okay name. We don't want Houston Weather, Far East, Houston, uh, Joni's Hotel Room.com. Names right. that are real words that just don't work. Right, right. When all of that is said and done, if you get a good portfolio that's got decent names, it has a real revenue stream from pay per click, and has names that can be built out, like telephones.com or realestate.com or some other word that means something. That excites us. Right, right. So, so, um, so those are types of the names that, that excite you, and obviously we're working together um, on, a, on a much larger transaction for you um, uh, that's going to be something um, that I think is going to be very successful for you, too, which is, was an ongoing concern of a domain name that was bought some time ago from one of our own customers. Yeah, there's all types of opportunities. I mean, the, again, the issue is developing the names. If I were giving advice to people in the market, it's become an expert at developing a name into a real business opportunity. Um, I bought the name Blinds.com some years ago. Uh, I bought it with a friend of mine who was running a small blinds retailer here in town. We ended up turning Blinds.com into a $40 million concern that is an ongoing business with 30 employees and is a virtual business where we sell several million dollars a month in blind, mini blinds. Right. And we we spend a million a month with Google and Yahoo which is hard to believe for people, but it's a real number. Wow. And, uh, and what, what kind of business do you do now uh, we, uh, annually on that? $40 million. $40 million on, on blinds. And, Mini and, blinds. And yeah. um, just uh, an idea of uh, EBIT on that or margin? Uh, it's not as big as a retail establishment, but we don't have any of the threats of a retail establishment. So we're selling at the lowest price in the country, and we make smaller margins and higher numbers. That's the route we chose to take. You know, get a fifty or hundred million dollar firm that's making four or five percent, versus go for a one million dollar firm that makes ten percent. And we chose that other route because we're experts at buying um, pay per click 
advertising from Google and Yahoo and knowing that the differential will pay for itself. Jeez. So, um, so you're turning a lot of volume, it sounds like, around. Um, you're doing a lot of volume um, and spending a lot of money on, uh, on advertising, but, uh, but the difference is paying off. Yeah, but you, you walk before you run. We started out spending nothing. Then we started out spending five grand, and then ten grand, and then twenty grand, and then fifty, and then a hundred, and we're up to a million. I mean, it, we did walk before we ran. We had to figure out how much can we afford to pay for these leads. And with pay per click, you get a hundred leads, you make two sales, or you make three sales. And the belief is, over time, people are getting better at knowing how to manage their own website and how to turn those leads into sales and how to give them enough benefits of doing business with you online as well as the comfort level of doing online. The benefit of that is the smarter we get, the more we're willing to pay for our pay-per-click lead and the more the domain owner will make if they run a, a blinds listing on their site. Right. So, um, so talking about that whole process of someone coming online and blind, buying blinds, which, which you wouldn't think would be, you know, you know, when I first heard that at the show, I, I, you know, one, one's first reaction would be, oh, you know, you go to the go to the Internet to buy blinds, but I guess you, I guess you can. Isn't, so that funny? Isn't that funny, Monty? Because yeah. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I know. And, and there so are a lot of people that if will. If you're doing $40 million a year in blinds, um, tell us about the design or, or what, what really went into the site layout and the conversion process of getting someone to go to a purchase of your, on, on that site to buy blinds. Well, forgive me, unlike the webmasters that are listening, I don't know anything about the layout of a website other than what looks appealing from a marketing standpoint. I would tell you that we have created a very, very strong website that attracts a lot of people, and a lot of the business is either type-in traffic or uh, uh, search, search engine, engine traffic right. that I've mentioned. We pay for a lot of it. Right. But what you kind of, it's, what it's, kind it's of unique... Testing, uh, it's just like unique? the direct mail business. You've got to test it. Right, right. You've got to keep testing and then do, te- do, do, uh, do tests even against those tests and like A-B testing all the time, correct? That's it. And and um, what kind of traffic comes to that site now? Do you know any stats on it? No. I know that we convert between three and four people per hundred. Oh, that's pretty and good. And we started out with one or two and then three and then three and a half, and we're getting better at converting. And as we get better at converting, if we go from two to four and I'm paying $3 a click, I can afford to pay $6 a click. Right. And, and it would behoove the industry, which it's not thinking about, but the pay-per-click industry would be real smart at helping to sponsor people to teach them how to do better at conversion. Because the more we can teach the world how to convert sales on their website, the more money we as an industry can make on the pay-per-click side. Yeah, definitely. So that, that's a huge, uh, that's, a, that's a great point, is that no one's really spending time um, from, the, from the big powerhouse PPC companies on helping um, the, domain, you know, the domainers, the publishers, the people that are putting their links up, the AdSense on helping them place it right, to convert, you know, convert their customers onto purchasers, which in turn help their advertisers spend more, and then obviously generate more sales for the people that are generating the money in the advertising. That's right. I, I, it's absolutely right. Now, the industry is nascent, and it's learning, and it will figure that out. But no one in pay-per-click per se, it would be best for Yahoo and Google to teach the world, because they're making the bulk of the money, how to convert better. Uh, there's software out there that will teach people how to convert better and how to do things more efficiently on your website, but that's a very big-picture play. For the domainer, it's almost more than he, can deal, he or she can deal with. Right, 
Right. It's it's like you most most domainers that um, you know most of the domain community, um, a lot of the big guys even that that have the PPC pages running, really they just want to sit back and have it be worry free and just collect a check every month. Um, but there is a whole other part of this business that is to is the conversion part that can really you know increase everyone's clicks uh, on these pages, even the general PPC PPC landing page for a domain parking page uh, that can really benefit everyone that's involved in the industry. You're right. Uh, it's an ultimate goal uh, for for this whole market. But I think the bottom line is very simple. The PPC is an interesting market. You don't want to put all your eggs in the PPC market. You want to spread it with owning some names, selling some names, because I buy and sell, as everyone should, uh, reinvesting that money and learning how to develop a real website around some of the great names. So the March X deal is pretty interesting in and of itself. They're going to have to split out the names into the adult names, into the generic names, and into the rest of the PPC world, and then decide what they're going to do with each of those names. Do they sell any? Do they sell all? Do they sell parts? And do right. they develop others? Right. Right. And, um, you know, regarding the, the MarchX deal, you know, the, uh, obviously we heard a little bit more detail about their purchase and their philosophy. What do you think, um, first of all, I want to get your perspective on their purchase and um, w- whether you think it was a good purchase uh, in your mind because you've been in the space and are doing some of the same things. Um, what, what kind of return are you looking for in terms of number of years and, and you know, did, did MarchX make a smart play given where they were in the market and where they're taking that portfolio? Well, the MarchX deal was a very interesting deal. If you break it down, um, it had a lot of generic names and a lot of good names and not a lot of trademark, if any, and not a lot of uh, misspells. The guy had a real portfolio. Now, you have to break up the value of your names into two sections. You've got your, uh, I guess, three ways. You've got your, let's call them, I won't curse again, your BS names that aren't primarily what you want. You've got your, but they're getting a little traffic for one reason or another. Maybe they have a lot of links, but they don't, the words don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. You've got your real words that are typed in here and there, and they make some pay-per-click revenue. And then you've got your words like chocolates, television, laptops, whatever, that you know you can turn into something big. Right, that you can build brand and identity around and, and turn into real businesses right. if you needed to develop them out. Right, that's what I had planned to do. I, I and, and I made all kinds of mistakes. I've let several hundred great names go over the years because I didn't want to pay the renewal fee. Big mistake. I've made plenty of mistakes. I sold one name for, you know, 20 grand that I understand is worth over 100000 or $150,000 a year. And that was under NDA. I won't tell you, but it really hurts to hear that. Another name I bought was Mutual Funds, and I think I got it for a steal. And I own MutualFunds.com with plans to develop it, but such is life. You win some and you lose some. What you don't do is hold them all forever and say, I'm never selling them, because that just doesn't make sense. You sell them along the way as you get an offer that's worth more to them than it is to you. A lot of people hold names that they want to develop, but they're just not getting around to it. And a lot of times, if you think, I can get 20000 or 10000 today, invest that at 5 or 10%, I can make 500 or or $1,000 a year in interest. It's smarter to sell than it is to keep. Right. Now, back to MarchX, I think they had a pretty interesting buy. I think they bought at top, top, top dollar for, this, for the, what they bought. And people cannot and should not expect a portfolio without being as good a generics to sell at eight multiple. 
uh, in some in Monty, you know these numbers. And right. If it's a great name, it's going to be a different multiple than a multiple. Meaning, you're 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 buying it on what it's worth, not what the 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 money is. For instance, mutual funds is worth a couple million dollars. Right, and, and but it's generating a thousand a month. And and are you able to share what you bought that for? I bought it for two hundred fifty thousand. All right, so you bought you bought mutual funds for two hundred fifty thousand, and um, and you and you are you, you are positioning it. I mean, you are you are basically saying that it's worth a couple million dollars, With, without you. a doubt. And I get that from the following: it's an industry full, it's an industry name, it's a financial industry name. The pay per click cost is two to three bucks a click, and there are hundreds of companies advertising mutual funds. They're not saying anything else. It is the name of the industry. And there's a lot of advertising in the industry from a lot of very wealthy industry players. So I actually had it appraised by one of the companies out there, Wasn't and they us? came back with the same thing. We think between two and a half and three million. Actually, I think we I think we actually appraised that for you. You might have <laughs> uh, the one I'm referring to. I don't know was was from you, but it was appraised by more than one player, and it just it has all the makings of as far as a grand slam name. It's one of them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, business is very similar. We own now. Interesting. We own e tickets. I own e tickets and e dash tickets. Yeah, those are great names too. Now that's a good name, but I can't monetize it well. And the reason is people are looking for tickets. And the difference now, are they is looking for, they're looking for airline tickets or well, tickets for for venues. It depends. E tickets right now is not what people type in. If you go to the Overture search tool, you will not find e tickets is a very heavily typed in number. Tickets is a grand slam. E-Tickets is a great name, but it's a secondary great name. Because I won't get people, the buyer I would want, I went to Continental Airlines and said, I'll give you the name for free tickets. And they said, what do we want that for? Well, from their standpoint, that's a very bad move because people do type in the word E-Tickets from all the airlines. And all the airlines would then be promoting something you own. For them, it makes more sense. For me, it's sitting in pay-per-click and I will probably develop it, but on the development side, you then have to figure, what am I going to do? You're going to break it up into three component parts, venues like concerts, uh, tickets for uh, travel and tourism, and other tickets for that are electronically based, like getting into the local soccer game. Right, right. That's it, interesting. It, it, it all boils down to real estate. It's the highest and best use. I have trademarked. Uh, domain names are the real estate of the Internet. That is a trademark that we have filed, and we believe that domain names are the real estate of the Internet. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Mark, well, hang on for me for a couple minutes. We're going to break away for a commercial, and I'd really like to talk about where you see this industry going and um, some of the investments you're making into the marketplace and, uh, and um, help um, some of the listening community um, do better with their domain names so they become more valuable um, and uh, turn into businesses. Okay. Okay, hang on for me. So they got pretty good food here, huh? Uh-huh. Listen, I just got a new check from a program I joined. Oh, yeah? What effective CPM are they paying you? Pass the salt. Not sure. They just send me a check, not a detailed breakout. Are you joking? No. There's lots of ways to make money, but you need to be the master of your own destiny. With ValueClick Media, I instantly adopted a national sales force that delivers recognizable ads with high CPM payouts. Mm. Plus, their new interface lets me control the ads I want to run and mm. tells me how much I earn from each advertisement. Wow. And that sound better? Pass the pepper. Wow. Thanks for the tip. I'm going to give value. ValueClick Media, try. Join the ad network publishers trust most. Apply today at valueclickmedia.com. 
There's nothing quite as rewarding as feeling in complete control. To experience this level of power on the web, visit BlowSearch.com. Let us give you, the search engine advertiser, what other engines simply don't. Complete control over your pay-per-click advertising. Blow away your competitors' IPs today and select the sites you want to receive traffic from while accurately tracking your ROI with BlowSearch.com. BlowSearch.com. Finally, pay-per-click search advertising you control. Do you sell a product or service with monster potential in the online market? Then attack the opportunity to turn your dreams into reality. Equipped with flexible e-commerce software from MonsterCommerce.com, you'll possess complete control of your store, including your storefront's design, maintenance of your products, and management of your online orders, and all with the technical support and service. Available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Grow your business today with MonsterCommerce.com. Commercials off. Now back to Domain Masters. Hey, folks. Uh, welcome back to the show. Um, I have uh, Mark Ostrowski online uh, from uh, Internet Read. Uh, by the way, there it looks like some people are having some difficulty with the uh, with the chat room. Uh, just bear with us. Uh, uh, they're looking into why the limit's been reached, and uh, we'll give some access to get back on there. But uh, um, hopefully, everybody's listening. Um, so, Mark, um, we were talking a lot about um, some of the uh, valuating factors that are going into some of the portfolio purchases that are going on, particularly what Marchex did and then kind of what you're doing. Let's talk a little bit about um, where we are today in this domain Internet uh, virtual real estate market and where you see the market going um, in the short term and in the long term. How, how much, you know, what kind of legs do, do we have here in this business? Well, I don't think it's a bubble like it was in the past. I think the Marchex deal... Again, the, the business.com deal made the world pay attention to what I had thought. And, again, I wasn't sure if it was a long-term play or not, so I didn't even hold a lot of names. But it brought the world a lot of attention that these names have value. Uh, and if you sold uh, auto, was it autos, Auto Week? Yeah, we saw, um, well, we sold WallStreet.com, which was the first million-dollar name um, that sold in 1999, right before you sold uh, you know, business.com. But then and, the one after that was Auto something? Yeah, we sold Autos.com to Cars Direct, which was an ideal app company, uh, to Bill Gross. Um, and um, that was for $2.2 million. Well, I think, I think if you think that the Business.com name brought you some value, I think you owe me dinner. Oh, I'll be happy to buy you dinner. <laughs> I'm not sure if it did because our deal was already in negotiations. But it, you know what it did is that when WallStreet.com sold... Um, People thought it was a fluke. You know, we we were positioned to sell the name for about two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and had about six people in on the auction. Um, two uh, Wall Street firms, uh, one adult player. Um, um, I can't remember who, who else, but the, oh, the but the buyer of the of the domain, if you'll remember, it was a um, a casino, and uh, that domain name back then received between four and seventeen thousand unique visitors a day. So what they did is they had a unique approach. They wanted to spin. Um, um, they wanted to spin the traffic into what they thought was, um, uh, you know, Wall Street related traffic into a gambling site that um, that uh, people could bet on Wall Street without having to own stock. And so if you go to WallStreet.com today, um, that's exactly what it is. And uh, it took them a few years to make the money back, but they got it. And they got it right. So you can literally go in and buy. You know, you can you can bet on futures. You can bet on stocks. You can bet on what the market's going to do. And it gives you the tools as if you own stocks, kind of like a an e trade where you can um, 
you know, you can track stocks, track trading, track all kinds of stuff as if it was a portfolio site that you owned, um, you know, stock and investment in. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, you know what? You know what's fun about this business is you can do anything you want with these things. Yeah, and what yeah, we're exactly. enjoying is you can buy them, you can sell them, you can lease them. Uh, there's a guy at the show, and I'm going to tell you, it was a brilliant play. There's a guy at the show who bought a right, not the product, he bought the right to purchase the name within a year for a 3X multiple. Now, this site was making millions of dollars per year, millions, because he came to us with the deal. And he said, it's making X number of millions. I want the 3X plus a 2X, meaning I want a 5X. Right. He just want, which basically means he takes that piece of paper, hands it to us, and gets the millions that he would get in the difference between a 3X and a 5X. So everybody wins. And everybody wins. And, and the problem with that, and we love the name. It's a great name. The problem with that is that it's not diversified. And if that one name, something happens to that industry or the player who's buying the leads off of that, it could explode, and suddenly your $20 million investment may be worth two. If he had a 1,000 names and he was going to do the same thing, I could pay him five or six or seven or possibly eight times revenue. I can't do that on one name. Right, and you know something that was, uh, you, you talked about kind of the negative part of the portfolio purchases. That was one of the points that came out was that that's one of the positive parts of portfolio purchases is that you're spreading your risk across multiple names when you pay that kind of money. That's so Mar- Marchex made a good point was that, hey, you know, we would rather put put more money into, you know, uh, a portfolio of hundreds or thousands of names versus one or two big names because that becomes risky when you pay that kind of money, even though it could be a top-level domain. Agreed. Yeah, so, Agreed. so mean, you have other things to stand on in case one, one, you know, one bails and blows up on you. Diversification is real important. Yeah, it's very important. And, and, and I don't think I, I, you can't come in and say this one name is worth X. Now, if you said I own rentacar.com and I want to sell it for $2 million, that's a different game. That's not being valued on the number of hits it gets. Right, you're, you're playing. You're playing an industry um, identity. I call that a speculative name. Now, there's risk in speculative, meaning uh, speculation is how much it's worth. We all know it's a good name. Speculation is: is it worth one million or five million or two hundred thousand? And that's what a buyer's willing to pay and what a seller's willing to sell. Right, right. Those are the cases where if somebody's got the idea, they got them either the money or they're going to raise the money to back the idea and build it out, and to them it's worth more than what the traffic's getting. That's correct. You yep. and I have talked about a few of those. Yep, yep, definitely. You've got a few that I like. Uh, I've made some offers today. I make offers every day of names that I like. Some are, most of them are speculative. Not a lot of them are I'm making $1,000 a month, and I want to sell it. Now, if you're making, if you've got a name that's making $1,000 a month, 12000 a year, and you want to sell it for $50,000, I'm a buyer. I'll hand you $50,000 tomorrow. Great. Go Great. to IREIT.com and tell us. That's our, our site is Internet Read. Yeah, actually, you can forward that stuff to us, and we'll help escrow the deal. Yeah, well, that'll work. The problem is Monty buys too, so we have to, Monty and I'll compete on the name. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy names that are intended for you. That's for sure. Nah, but it, you, it, you and it's fun. About... It's fun because you, you you become friends, and I had more fun at this thing, becoming friends with all these people I've known about for years but never met. Right, right. Yeah, we had a good time together. 
The, the other, you know, you asked me about another, you know, the, what, what people do with the names. When we sold Autos.com, um, which was the 2.2 million sales of Cars Direct, you know, their intent at the time was to completely change their brand from Cars Direct to Autos.com. So they spent, you know, they spent $2.2 million for this domain name and were going to change their entire name, like rebrand themselves on this platform because the name itself got more, more you know, was more about what they did um, at the time. What they ended up doing with the domain name is they created a duplicate Cars Direct site. And if you go to autos.com right now, uh, you'll see um, a competitive site to Cars Direct, but it's owned by Cars Direct. And you know why they do that? So that they can, pr- they can they compete against each other's site to find out what marketing techniques are working the best and what conversion techniques are working the best for the site, and then they, they continuously try to improve. They do that A-B testing, but they're doing it on two different brands. Well, but you know, but there's a bigger reason why. Okay, why? Because Google will not allow you to have the same site up. Google will allow you to have one company, one name, on pay-per-click. So Google and Yahoo do not allow you to have... Now, I may be misstating this, but as I understand it, we can't have five companies selling the same product and buying pay-per-click because they don't want you to own the first five spots. And you can't do that. So if you have a separate brand with separate income stream and a separate P&L, they'll allow you to do that. Right. But, I, but you can't I believe they have, this all under, they have this all under the Cars Direct brand and income stream. Um, the way I understood in this particular, but you, you're right in terms of uh, taking up the slots and, and, and having the same you know, brand. There's also content plays you know, for SEOs, which uh, a ton of SEOs are on the chat room right now. They'll, should, they'll tell you that you can, you know, when you duplicate, duplicate you know, exact content on, on different name sites uh, and they're linked to each other, um, they, you get totally dinged for that. You know, it's not something that, uh, that will benefit you. It actually will hurt you and get you blackballed in, in Google and Yahoo and stuff. Correct. Um, but in this particular case, what they what they did was they um, they're they're testing the online initiatives of buyers. Basically, uh, they're, they're basically testing their marketing and their conversion techniques and and doing comparison models. So they have a a marketing and development team on one site and a marketing development team on the other site, and they're just testing offers and different ways that they're displaying autos for sale. And they are the same inventory that they're selling on both sites, but it's presented a lot differently in both in both places. That's and correct. it's really advancing their company. They're actually growing um, in that space and, and really uh, kind of, I, I think they've surpassed VIX and some of the other players now in terms of the top auto buying place. No, I, I agree. That, on the that's web. a big part of what's happening. Right. And you have multiple um, multiple inbound domains to compete uh, for the same site, for the same business. Right, for the same business. Right. So where are we going? Where's the industry going in your mind? Where, what, uh, what, uh, what are you looking to accomplish now, and where do you see us in five years from now in terms of uh, you know, the domain business itself? Well, I think we're headed in a very interesting time. I think a lot of people are going to – I think the industry is going to consolidate. I think you've got you know, 20 major players out there, and our goal is to – put all those players or as many of them that, that can understand what we're doing together and go and sell a, um, a big package to an end user. It's called a roll-up, and it's done in most media industries. Uh, and we think this could happen, and we're the guys that are doing it. And so anyone who's got a large portfolio uh, might join what we're doing, and I think there are others that are trying to pull this off as well. It'll consolidate, and instead of 20 major players, you might end up with five uh, because you can get more benefit by being a big player in this industry than being 10 small players. Right. 
what I would tell those that have big portfolios is if they go sell on their own and they get a five or six and eight, whatever their multiple might be, they're actually going to hurt their competitors in joining together. And so it's one of those chicken and egg scenarios where if we can get them all, and this is our goal, to get all the big players to understand putting this together and having a 50 or $100 million annual revenue stream can sell for a lot more money than one or two guys going together with a $10 million revenue stream because the kind of players we're talking about don't want to buy 10 little companies. They want to buy one big one. Right. Now, you, you, uh, you made some pretty interesting um, um, uh, statements uh, during your keynote speech about how much money your organization is, is throwing into this industry. I mean, you, you made a claim that, um, that you're looking to invest some 250 some odd million dollars into this space. Uh, is that still the case? Yes. Okay, so, and your your backing is from you know what's what's your back what's the wh- where's the money coming from? It's it's family uh, investment trusts. Tell us a little bit about where the money's coming from and why your backers are so interested in this space. Or is it? Well, the, I'll explain the difference in what we're, what we're doing. You've got half a dozen venture capital firms all milling around, kind of like sharks, looking at this industry and buying whoever they can and, and saying, we're going to buy this together and flip it or take it public or, or do something with it. It is our belief in the way the public markets are that it would be a whole lot easier, better, faster, cheaper, and smarter to put them all together and sell it to a Google or a Yahoo or a Microsoft or an AOL or a Barry Diller. And the reason is, Again, they want to, they're going to come into this market and roll all this up at some point. We think we can do it better, faster, quicker, cheaper, and smarter than everybody else. Right. Uh, one, one, money, one reason is because you, you, you're, you know the players, you know the space, you know the market, um, and yeah. you probably know how to position it based off of your experience. Well, it's a couple of things. One is, is I have a, a, a somewhat credibility in the market. Uh, I've done $100 million in deals of my own. My partner in Houston is Bob Martin, uh, who is a, uh, an investment banker and has done a lot of venture capital work on the buy side for major Fortune 100 companies. And our partner in New York is an investment banker uh, type, I would call him, uh, an investment guru who handles money for several billionaire families in New York. Those families are interested in investing and bringing in other families so that we don't have to go through the same headaches that a VC would put a buyer through. We're much faster, we're much cleaner, and we can do a deal as quick as anybody. So speed is important to a domainer who's got a deal and needs to do a deal. Uh, We're not playing with a single name worth $100. We're playing with a name worth a million dollars or a portfolio that's worth 10 or 20 or 30 million. I guess a portfolio worth a million or two would, would get our interest as well, but certainly not the kind of time that the big ones do. Right, right. The money comes from those kind of players and, and hedge funds in New York who understand the space and see there's a real potential here over a two- or three-year period to do a very nice company out of what we've got. Now, are you looking, are you looking to buy the domain names outright um, and, just, and, and tell the owner to walk away? Are you interested in having them you know, be, you know, go in, stay vested into the ongoing concern so that they're not looking back and saying, God, I shouldn't have, shouldn't have sold out like that. I should have kept a little piece. Are you okay? And is your oh, philosophy to, to keep the owner engaged somewhat so that they get the, get the feel, the, the, the benefit and the reward of the purchase in the long run? It would be, it's a great question. I would love it if you'd sell me your whole company and walk away, 
But from an investment standpoint, I don't believe that's smart. The same way I would say, don't hold it all and sell none of it. The smartest way is to sell a 60 or 70% of your portfolio and take the other 30% and roll it into the bigger picture so when this thing goes out, the remaining 3x multiple could be worth 6x in a very short period of time. So in essence, you've sold out, let's say you sold out for 7x and you took the last 2x or 3x of 7 and flipped it in. You could double that money in, or, or get some larger percentage, if not double, depending on the portfolio. It's a negotiated amount in the bigger deal. So when you say flip it in, are you saying, like, put the money back into the pot? Yeah, I'm saying if you had a $100 million coming your way, take 70, leave 30, and hope that 30 can turn into 60 in two years. Oh, I see. So, so that's, that's how you stay vested in the venture, then? Absolutely. It's okay. a brilliant strategy for taking a lot of money off the table and rolling in what you have to play with into the deal. Right, and you're still it, it walking just, away with, uh, uh, with stuff in your pocket. Well, that's basically what uh, Ultimate Search did with, uh, with the MarchX deal. They, they sold out for um, the total price was $164 million. They took 155 in cash and then kept the, the $11 million, um, in the or the $9 million, $10 million, whatever it was, in the go- ongoing concern so they could always you know, look to double, triple that money over time. Something like that, but I think they should have taken more on the come uh, although the difference was this is a public company already, and the stock can go up or down, and they're getting it at today's value. Exactly. Whereas in our deal, we're rolling it together, and we already have a company. We could, By the time we're finished, I could take that company public and double it. So if I had $100 million, I could take it public and probably, and I'm not saying it will, could probably take it public at $2 million, But if you roll it together and put it up the way we're planning to do it, it may get three or four times that. And so you get a much bigger multiple if you sell it to an end user. Once again, are you better off selling a, a, a domain name itself to an end user or to a middleman? If you go to a venture capitalist, you're going to a middleman. If you do what we're saying, I approached this whole pop process. It took two years to set it up. Like I was a domainer wanting to get the best deal. Right. So I don't know if today's value is right. I don't know if tomorrow's is right. But if I can get a lot of money off the table and put the rest into a package that could double or triple or more, then I think I'm getting the best of both worlds, and I will have to wait and see. Right, so you're, you're kind of actually, um, your, your position is kind of, um, or your proposal is actually a middle play between a VC and the end user, which actually takes some risk off the table and uh, has some end user payouts, but, at some, uh, but with some VC, you know, VC-type money. That's exactly right. So you have a good combination of both, which is a, which is a wise move. So uh, that's well, I think that's what we set up what the domainers want, not what the VCs typically do. I've sold out to a VC. I don't think that's the smartest way because it was a lot more. I could say I've sold out to an end user, and the minute he put it on his books, it was worth more to him than it was to me. I think the real play is sell 60 or 65 or 70%, keep the rest in the deal, and hope that the people you're selling to know what the hell they're doing, which we certainly do. Right. Now, are you, um, you know, we're, we're about to the end of our show, and I, I, I like everybody to, I think a lot of people got a lot of stuff out of this, out of this short interview as it was, um, and so I definitely want to have you back on sometime in the future. But um, um, one thing I like to have everybody walk away with at each of these shows that I do is, you know, some good tips, some good things that they um, want to get, out of the interview that they didn't know before and that can help them be better business people in the domain business and, um, you know, help them out so that their domain names become more valuable even to you as a buyer and to them as a seller? 
Can you give well, us some tips about you know what domainers should do, what some of the folks that are listening should do to help build up the value of their portfolio so that it becomes attractive? Well, and- I think I think without a doubt, cash. If you're trying to sell on a basis of cash flow, you want to bring in as much as you can. If you do nothing with it, you're not going to have as much. Your next step, step one, is to put it at a uh, on a pay-per-click basis and see what you can get in by parking the name. I like what you've set up at Moniker and Moniker.com where you can give them the name and they'll test it on five different systems and let you know which one's monetizing your name the best. I think that's brilliant. Right, that's uh, through Traffic Club that we've just launched. Through, and, through your Traffic right. Club. Right, and and I think that's brilliant. The next level is to develop a real site and see, with real content and see if you can get more business coming in. But that's a, I'm going to invest some and I hope to get back a good return on that money. But you'll sell your name for more than that. If you have a Grand Slam name, like mutual funds or cars or trucks or sunglasses, it's a different game. Your point of holding is not worth, it'll, it will very seldom reach the value that it's worth irrespective of pay-per-click. And I had that fun argument with the guy running the show last week because he says, why would you ever sell? Well, if someone has a name that's worth $2 million and he's making 50000 a year, it's smarter to sell for $2 million because the, the fifty thousand isn't going to reach two million value anytime soon. Take the two million, invest it at seven percent, and get back one hundred forty thousand a year on the two million, as opposed to holding it for fifty thousand a year in pay per click. So there's absolutely a value of every name. And to say I won't sell any is dumb. And to say I'm not going to I'm going to sell them all may not be the right answer either. Right. Right. So are you now when you're when you're looking at portfolios? Are you looking at uh, built-out domains, or are you looking at domain names that are just in, in their infancy stages, or a combination of both? Combination of both. I've got names that are stagnant, I've, and I of course put them immediately on pay-per-click. I bought a system, uh, some names recently that uh, the transaction's about to close, and they have all kinds of content: eight hundred thousand page views a month, uh, eight hundred thousand uniques a month, no advertising. He has no advertising on the site. So that one I like, not to mention the names are decent. I've then got names that I've bought that have real websites on them, and I'm hoping not to deal with that, and I can outsource the the day-to-day operations and make the portfolio a combination of those three. We've also got an offer that came in, all affiliates. Got some decent names, all affiliates making a million dollars a year. Right. So is an affiliate link that makes a million a year worth the same as a name that has no affiliates and it's making a million on pay-per-click? That's a tough question. Right, right. Depends on the name. Right. And a lot of this is still gut reaction. So quality names are always worth, well, usually, you know, what you pay for them if you're not going crazy. You know, you don't pay $20 million for uh, TV.com, but then again, it's certainly worth more than a million. So it depends on the name. Right. Well, that's interesting. Um, so, um, how would you like people to uh, to you know? Of course, there's a lot of people that li- that are listening, and a lot of people in the chat that want to see how they can get in contact with you to um, to get them get them you know have you look at their portfolios or their domain names if they're interested in selling. What's the uh, best way? What to, we don't to, what we don't do is someone comes to us and says, "Here's a portfolio. What will you pay me for it?" What we do like is go to iReit or Internet Reit. Reit is R-E-I-T, so it's Internet R-E-I-T or I-R-E-I-T dot com. And follow the instructions. It's very simple. Give us your name. Tell us what your portfolio consists of, you know, what kind of revenue it does, and what you're looking for. And we'll get back to you fairly quickly. We've done some deals in two days, and some take two months. Great. But 
if you want to sell out completely, we'd love that. But I think if you've got a portfolio that's doing a million or more, you want to ride the wave with us because you'll probably make a lot more money and it, we don't have to put as much cash into the deal. Right. Just okay. smart. It's yeah, just it is a smart, smart way to do it. It is smart. Hey, uh, I wanted to get your take on... Um you know, one thing I didn't get to ask you, and we always try to ask a lot of the big domainers that I have as guests on the show about what their feeling are, uh, uh, you know, what the feeling is about the other extensions besides .coms. I love .info. You love .info. I think .info is the next big play. I have a large investment in .info. And, and, why, and why do you feel that way? That's interesting. Because I think people go to the Internet for information. They either go to conduct business or to get information. And for business, they know .com. So I would say... My my names are .com first, .info second, .biz third, and the rest are below that. Hmm. Uh, I Good. think the upcoming announcement of .XXX, it's interesting, but it's not going to do at all what they expect it to do. Right. Uh, we're, it actually, might make it uh, we're actually going to be one of the lead registrars on the .XXX, and there's some people that are asking about it. I'll have a lot more information about it next week. Oh, do you mean Moniker is going to Moniker is going to be a, a registrar for that? Yes, yeah, we're going to be one of the lead registrars for it. Um, I'm supposed to get a Q and A from uh, from Jason Hendelis. Uh, actually, I was supposed to get it before tonight's show, but he's in Italy, um, and uh, I'm on my way to uh, a show where we're going to be actually um, answering all the questions on .xxx on behalf of uh, of the registry itself. And um, it's been you know a long fought battle in terms of getting that. Uh, that extension approved, but uh, for the adult community, it's going to be a very, very good play. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting play. I think there will be more coming out, but it's going to take a while. I think once people do the the dot triple X or the dot info or the dot biz, I think they're all going to be worth a lot more. And the, the if you don't have a lot of money and you want to play this game, let's call it two point domain names two point will end up being the next extensions. The dot coms will always be great but I think the next extensions will be good. And down the road, in 20 years, whatever you have, .com will only tell people how long you've had it. It's not going to say jobs.com is any worse than jobs.jobs. Really? You you feel that way? Yeah, I do. I think .com is going to be a point in time. In 20 years, um, you know know what you could use as assimilation to that is the the toll-free numbers. Uh, Back in the... Back ten years ago, one would say, "Oh, dot eight, you know, eight eight eight, you know, when you had that toll-free extension, was a secondary extension to uh, or, or um, prefix to eight hundred. Now they're equal. Yeah, it's still you still dial eight hundred even when it's eight seven seven or eight six six, whatever it is. But they're coming on stronger, and if you need one, you go to the new extension. I think over time, if you look out twenty years and you look back." .com will say they must have been in the business in the first 10 years of the Internet because the guy that has, you know, sunglasses.info doesn't say he wasn't in, but it, it's just going to be generic. I think what will really make it take off is when someone takes a .info and either pays a lot of money for it or starts advertising it aggressively. So people do type .info, and then the .infos will take off. Right. So whatever extension, when, when, a, when a major company comes into the game and uses that as their moniker, which I thought you'd like that plug. Oh, of course. Then you <laughs> that's got, why, you that's got, why you we got have a name. <laughs> and I've got, I own a ton of .infos, so I'm waiting for that to happen aggressively. Right. Well, uh, to be, you know, just to put another, another fact out there, I mean, if, with the millions of people that are getting online every day, there's not enough extensions for .com. So you're actually right. In 10, 20 years, 
with the millions and millions of people that getting on and getting on at a younger age, there there has to be various extensions out there. And so those, my, you know, my uh, professional opinion and personal opinion on on extensions are that those that are shunning them today, um, you you do you look back in ten years and you'll see the biggest dot biz sites and dot info sites and the dot job sites and all these and the dot travel sites are kicking ass. Um, you will because. All the dot-coms are gone, and the competitors are now going into the other extensions because the dot-coms are gone. Absolutely. So the marketing money will go into those extensions. You know darn well when a major company takes a name and puts in uh, dot-info and advertises that on the Super Bowl, from then on, dot-infos are accepted. And until the world sees someone else doing it, they're all waiting. So as an investor... I would go after the dot infos first and foremost, and then go down the list with what you think is valuable. What about what? So, so your take on dot xxs x is, um, you know, of course, it's for a limited market. Are you going to be investing in any of that dot uh, xxx? Domain? You know, I might. Uh, I really don't play the adult game, but uh, I haven't decided if I'm going to play or not. They're they're going to be, according to what I'm told, sixty dollars a pop. So I'm not going to own a thousand of them. But if I ended up with a dozen or two dozen, I might. But I'm not going to be in the business. I would sell them. Right now, what about the dot jobs and the and the the other extensions? What about this dot moby uh, extension that came out? Uh, I mean, it's going to be for limited use, but um, you know, still some of these extensions have uh, very limited use. You know, we, I had the dot travel guys on a few weeks ago, and and they're going through a very uh, scrupulous, um, you know. Um, uh, uh, application process to verify that you are, in fact, in the travel industry. There will be no outside domain uh, investors, per se, owning .travel names. Only industry folks will be owning it, according to them. So, um, you know, it's on a limited release for that community only. Uh, that's much different approach than, like, what .org and .info and .biz decided to do, you know, when they broke out into their own, um, their own registries, which uh, made it open to the public. You know what? They're all going to be out there. It's you know there have been a hundred and what my first company was that I sold to Network Solutions was ID Names, and that company registered your company's name in 116 or whatever 200 plus countries at the time, right? Right. Right. So they're out there, and you and I don't use .dot nu or .dot ru in Russia or .dot ja in Japan, but people over there do use them. Well, not only people over there, actually, a lot of corporations here in the United States have brand coverage globally. You know, uh, if you go to Google and you go to a Yahoo, they're they're covering and eBay, they're covering themselves across all 200 countries, obviously, because people are entering their portals in those countries in those languages. Okay. So, so, from a corporate domain perspective, they're covering their bases by registering those uh, those country code extensions. Now, when you're in those countries. The loyalist, uh, you know, uh, the folks that are citizens of those countries are probably typing in their country codes almost as many times as they're, co- they're typing in .com names. Uh, more so. Yeah. Yeah, more so. Yeah. So you've got, a, you've got those names are out there, and they're, they're, they're going to be a lot of others, okay? They're just going to be a lot of other names. And it becomes a question of how long are you willing to put money in at a non-liquid basis for a long period of time, and will you get your money back? Right. Uh, it all depends. If you've got money to play with, then play and, and diversify. Don't hold everything. Don't put everything in .com or .net or .org or .info. Diversify. And I think they're going to be big. I think info is going to be the biggest of the new ones. I really do. Well, that's great advice because uh, we do have a, a couple good .info uh, believers here and a couple of the you know a couple of the big domainers just don't believe in them yet. I mean, 
Um, some of the guys uh, um, just don't see the future in them. But that's because they're you know lots of times you're looking at today and the next couple years. But you are right when you look back ten, twenty years from now. There's millions, many more millions of people online, and there are no more dot-com names. So what do you do? Of course, you're going to use another brand. And, yes, the, the entrepreneurs of the future are going to build their brands on other extensions. I don't think there's any question about it. Yeah, definitely. I really don't. I think that's a, that's, that's a good plan. I think that's what, what they're going to do, what I'm going to do. And if you want to invest, you know, a great name for $500 in a dot-info versus a mediocre name in a dot-com, I like the dot info space and, and think that that's a better way to get into round two of this marketplace. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I like the dot infos by, by, by a long shot. I agree. Well, Mark, I really appreciate your time. This was a great interview. We ran over about 15 minutes, but uh, um, I thought it was worthwhile, and I think a lot of people that were listening and in the chat got a lot out of it. And uh, I would love to have you back on uh, sometime in the near future if you have the time for me. Anytime. Great. And, of course, uh, you and I will be in touch on several uh, several things that are going on in the industry. And uh, I just want to thank you again for your time. Um, those of you listening, uh, stay tuned next week. I hope to have a lot more detail on uh, the .xx extension. Um, I'm supposed, it was, like I said, I was supposed to have the, the full FAQ list from, uh, from the registry uh, that's uh, handling that um, this week. But I should have it next week. Uh, I'll be doing the show from the road next week. Um, and as a matter of fact, the next two weeks, uh, coming up in two weeks, uh, we'll be at Webmaster World um, and speaking on a panel there. And uh, we'll be doing a live broadcast from, uh, from New Orleans as well. So those of you on board and listening, uh, thank you for uh, listening to the show. And we'll see you next Wednesday, same time, same place. Be the master of your domain on Domain Masters. Take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.